Welcome back to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rocking good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Michael. We're three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all times and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. In this Rocktail Hour, Treg is going to present to us the song In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Take it away, Treg. Yeah, this is a great song and, and great stories behind it as well. Love this song. This is my favorite Phil Collins song. Legend has it that when Phil Collins was young, he was standing on the shore of this lake and he was watching his friend in a fishing boat with another guy. And the other guy was messing around and pushed his friend into the water. But the guy was too drunk to help the friend back into the boat, and so Phil Collins' friend drowned. No one knew that Collins was watching, and, and he didn't tell anybody at the time. The other guy made up a story about trying to save the boy that made him look like a hero around town. Well, years later, Phil Collins hired a private detective to find the man, and he sent him a free ticket to his concert, telling him that he wanted to praise him you know, for being a hero, uh, trying to save his friend a long time ago. That night, he premiered the song in the air tonight, and he did it with a spotlight on this man the whole time. And after the concert, the man confessed and uh, was charged with negligent homicide. You know, in essence, Phil Collins was pointing out the guy, saying, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, as if, hey, something big is going to happen here. And then uh, he says, well, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. So this is an allusion to... Uh, seeing his friend drown. And then there's some lines, I've seen your face before, my friend, but I don't know if you know who I am. Well, I was there and I saw what you did. I saw it with my own two eyes. So you can wipe off the grin. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies. So in other words, he's saying to this guy at his concert in front of thousands of screaming fans, I saw you drown, my friend. Wipe off your grin. Everything that you said so far is a lie. Well, the first time I heard this story, I was blown away. And of course, it's all nonsense. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally untrue. Wow. This is a great urban legend. And Phil Collins laughs about it. You know, that people have taken so many different spins on, on his song and, you know, making up these lyrics. You know, and, and in one story, it's, it's a friend of his. And in another, it's his brother. And sometimes uh, in, in the story, he's the one who's trying to rescue someone. You know, the stories are just all over the place. Yeah, you had, you had some details tonight that I'd never heard. <laughs> he confessed after the concert was entirely new to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think every time you hear that legend, you, you know, takes on a little bit of a turn. And I'm sure that whoever told me the story the first time is thinking, I never told you he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some consistent elements. You know, uh, you've got uh, the concert where he sends the ticket to the guy and highlights him. Almost every story is about that. There's an Eminem song where Eminem has, it's a crazed fan who is corresponding with an artist. And he's alluding to the Phil Collins song saying, hey, you could have saved me um, if you had just sung a song to me at, at you know at one of your concerts or something like that. So even, even in these lyrics to the Eminem song, he's alluding to this urban legend about uh, this song by Phil Collins. I almost don't want to hear the real rock tale now. It certainly can't be as good as that story. <laughs> That's why the story keeps perpetuating itself. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Say that what is the true story? Yeah, actually, uh, Phil Collins says that he wrote this song in order to express the anger that he felt after he divorced his wife. Um, his wife had been unfaithful to him, and they divorced in about 1979. And he was so devastated by the breakup at that time that he left Genesis for a short time. 
and he poured his emotions into his solo project. And so he said that In the Air Tonight actually describes the negative feelings that were in the air about uh, the breakup of his marriage. I really love this song. I love the haunting vocals and the raw emotion to it. Phil Collins was the drummer for Genesis, so it's no surprise that his first solo hit song was driven by drums. Uh, and especially, I love the climax to the song. The most memorable time hearing this song was at a laser show in Salt Lake City at the Planetarium. You might have been there with me, Tim. Probably. And they played this song, and they had this flat... They filled the, the place with uh, smoke, with a smoke machine. And then they had this flat laser that fanned it up and down. And, the, and it was fanned out, and it was going up and down. Oh, and you yeah. could see the patterns yeah. in the smoke, and it was so cool. And then you're just surrounded by the sound, and the song builds with the drum and the vocals until you get this great drum fill right toward the end. It climaxes in that. And it's, yeah. it's just impossible to listen to that part of the song without doing some air drums. You know, it's irresistible. We go to those laser shows at the Planetarium. You go to the early one, and it'd be some mix of rock songs. And I do remember uh, In the Air Tonight being one of them. And then we turn around, come back out, buy a ticket for the... Midnight Show, which was always Pink Floyd. I was going to say, yeah, I thought Floyd. they were always yeah. Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, so, be, and that, call those were great. They used to run about an hour and a half, yeah. and fantastic. I mean, you almost were leaning back in your chair. You were, yeah, you know, the planetarium. Yeah, and you're staring yeah. straight up at the ceiling. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, so, Phil Collins has said that In the Air Tonight was essentially a drum machine pattern that he just took off of his drum machine. He programmed in some bass drum parts and some piano, but basically the rest of it was was just a preset program on his drum machine. So he wasn't really playing the drums? I, I'm sure when he recorded it, he, he played the drums. Well, I would imagine that he played the drums live when he recorded it, yeah. but when he wrote the music for oh, it, gotcha. a lot of it was the drum pattern. In making the record, his practice was to get the vocal parts down very quickly so that then the music would match the voice. And so what he said is that the lyrics that you can hear for In the Air Tonight, he said he just sang it. Uh, he, he had the basic uh, uh, music down, had the, you know, this drum beat down, and he said he just opened his mouth and they came out. He never, and then he wrote down the lyrics afterwards, and after he listened to it. So uh, a lot of the lyrics, he says, was just improvised. He was just singing what was on his mind and what was in his heart at the time, and it's uh, really fantastic stuff. This is a great song. When we talk about some of the greatest rock and roll songs of all times, I would, I would put this up there. I think I've talked about it in previous podcasts, how my first job was working at a pizza restaurant and I watched Dishes and we would listen to the radio at night. And this is one of really the iconic songs for me from that time period where I began to really appreciate rock and roll music. Because again, I was never allowed to listen to it at home. So my first exposure was through my experience working at a, at a job out, you know, outside of the house. And this is one of the songs I remember being blown away by the first time and, and really liking Phil Collins. And when you first said this was Phil Collins, I didn't believe you. I thought it was Genesis because we all, you know, back in the day said, oh, that's Genesis. That's Phil Collins with Genesis. Well, later on, Phil Collins, and the 80s kind of ruined a lot of people's music. You know, Phil Collins kind of wrote Against All Odds and some of those other little less uh, robust songs. But I, I really love this song. I remember working late until 2 in the morning, and this song would play at least three or four times, you know, every Saturday night. And it brings back a lot of memories for me. I, I can't believe you just maligned against all odds. I remember dancing with my girlfriend in eighth grade to that song at a dance. <laughs>
next you're going to tell me that Cindy Lauper, you know, when some of her ballads are cheesy. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that you thought that it was Genesis, and, and uh, my understanding is that he originally proposed this song as a Genesis song, and they turned him down because they said it was too simple. So it could have been a Genesis song, but he, he did it in his solo project instead. Well, I just want to say, we used to play Name That Tune while we were working, and, and the first person that could hear the first few notes of, a, of one of the songs that came on the radio would shout it out, and then at the end of the night, we'd tally up who had gotten the most and, and recognized the song first. And I just want to say, all you guys that said this was Genesis and I used to lose, well, I'm taking back the points. <laughs> I mean, you can recognize this song right from the beginning. You oh, get yeah. that little drum, uh, yeah. that you get that drum action going, and then that guitar, that yeah. chord that struck, really good stuff. You know, another interesting thing uh, about uh, this song and its connection to Genesis is that Phil Collins' solo album sold many more songs than any Genesis album did. And so as a result of the success that Phil Collins had with that album, Face Value, Genesis changed a lot of their music. Well, so he actually went back and played with Genesis. Oh, yeah. I know he was doing solo. I thought it was a clean break. I think he did, yeah. I do need to uh, sort of apologize and retract my earlier statement about Phil Collins because there was that classic song, Sue Sue Studio. <laughs> that was a great song. Well, you know, it actually was great at the time, but you look back and it's just but, nonsense. Helter Skelter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> But there was a lot of bands, honestly, and you know, all joking aside, because I really love Phil Collins' music. I, I have a lot of admiration for him. Um, there was a lot of those bands during the '80s that sort of changed their sound to fit the time. You know, I don't like REO Speedwagon, but um, I have a lot of people that will tell me their earlier stuff from the '70s was really, really good. good. But oh, then, I love they, it. then they segue into the '80s, and everybody kind of changed. Um, they were good. Their sound through, most, through at least the early '80s. It was the '90s where they got really uh, weird. I don't know. Some of their songs from the '80s were just way out there for me. But a lot of those bands changed their sound to kind of fit the times, because you know you had a lot of new music type that was introduced in the '80s, and so to try to keep up with the mainstream and try to kind of keep that momentum and popularity, a lot of the good bands did change their sound. I love the transition into the 1980s. I love David Bowie, how he got kind of into the pop from his really kind of core 70s. I thought Ario Speedwagon was fantastic in the early 80s. I, I love Toto. I think the bands that originated the sound in the 80s fared a lot better, and I think their music stands up. Kaja Gugu, for example. <laughs> <laughs> or Thompson Twins. There you actually, go. actually, again, all joking aside, Howard Jones. I think stands up pretty well. And, and not a hard rocking kind of guy, but very, very talented. We saw him a couple of weeks ago, and just as good as he was back in the day. Well, thank you, Trek. That was an interesting rock tale on Phil Collins' excellent song, In the Air Tonight. To all of our listeners, we appreciate uh, your following us, appreciate your patronage. If you haven't had a chance to go out on Facebook and like our page, please do so. That allows you to get a little bit more up-to-date information from us. Also, follow us on Twitter. Uh, also, if you're interested in purchasing this song or any of the songs from our previous podcast, please link to iTunes through our page. We are affiliated with iTunes, and you can purchase the song or any other songs that you're interested in straight from our page. If you're interested in contacting us, you can contact us at dudes at rocktailhour.com. And until the next time, rock on. Rock on.